Hi, and welcome everyone to the 116th episode of Serum Rocks. Today we have no extra guest with us, but it's just me, Marcus, I can't run, Alanson, and my <laughs> friend Heidi, I'm always running, new houser. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. That might be the best intro I've ever gotten, it's very true. <laughs> I just got back from a run half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. So you're good to very dumb. Absolutely. <laughs> How about you? All right. Yeah, I'm good. It's we talked a little bit before we started here. It's a bit hot here, but I mean it's August. I'm enjoying the heat as long as possible right now. It's not too warm. It's like 28 something degrees. So it's very lovely. It's the end of the summer. Some some festivals going on in the bigger city. So yeah. I enjoyed a lot. Yes, I will miss summer when it leaves. Right. So, Heidi, what's your connection? Okay. So, today I'm going to highlight for you Power Automate connectors for document signing. I just did a refresh on account of how many connectors exist today in Power Automate with a document signing solution because I feel like that's a very saturated area. And there have been quite a few new players added recently. So today there are 21 options for you to use a Microsoft certified Power Automate connector in all of your automations, uh, which is really neat. And we just saw our very first independent publisher offering in document signing um, two days ago. So late breaking news, the first independent publisher has arrived. So lots of cool options. My personal favorites, if you're looking at the features that I think you'd expect in a document signing connector are Adobe Sign, Get Accept. And then there were two that like surprised me when I was looking at the actions and triggers. There's Scribe eSign, which frankly I'd never heard of before, and Sign Now. But all four of these connectors give you the ability within the Power Automate connector to upload a document, indicate where to sign, send to signers, notify when this document has been signed, notify when it's fully executed, and it has triggers, and they have actions. Super impressive. That's really nice. Did you say 21 of those? I did, yes. And That's some are better than others. Of, yeah. <laughs> that is saturated. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So perhaps the Marcus is, is pretty big, but sort of, Power Automate together, oh, sorry, Power Platform together with this is really interesting then for folks. So a yeah. lot of vendors have gone there. And, uh, and there are nice. some missing. Like I know we use Right Signature and they don't have a Power, Auto Power Automate connector. Um, but it tells me that there is very high demand for these organizations yeah. to develop a Power Automate connector and get in the Power Platform. Right. So the reason that it's just me and Heidi today, it's because we're testing out this new platform to record. So it's bullhorn.fm. And we're trying to explore if we can use this for live recording. So in the future, we can have listeners come in and chat with us and add questions and answer to polls while we're recording with the guests. So hopefully the show gets a little bit more interactive and we get more, more and better content in the end. So I'm holding my thumbs as Swedes do 
and and my fingers are crossed as Americans do. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's show is the best of 2022 release wave two. So recording this in early August. So it's about two months left before the actual go live of the 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 first thing of the release wave so it's from october until march 2023 so i have a bunch of things and we haven't talked you and me heidi so we might have doubled up but <laughs> let's see should we go most interesting first so we have time for the most interesting or should we go from the bottom up what do you say most interesting most interesting all right ladies first heidi let's see what have you got i most oh that's hard the number one most is hard but one that i am excited to test out is the ability to create power fx columns within dataverse it's pretty cool all right then so you mean like calculated columns with power ethics or yes that is and you can only test it in the maker portal preview i had a little trouble trying to find it because i was at make.powerapps.com i had all my early preview stuff turned on and i didn't realize in order to test power effects as a column type you have to go to the maker portal preview so little tip if you want to nice check it catch. out <laughs> nice catch really good one really good one i have that further down but i have something else that's actually not part of the release wave so i'm cheating straight off the bat that's not fair <laughs> that's not fair but well here i am the host so i make make up the rules as i go right <laughs> all right so the first one is uh .NET core support for the sdk so this is a developer thing that I have been waiting for for at least two years. So we've had SDK things that you can use together with .NET to program against all the APIs. And those were like developed, I don't know, for CRM4 and perhaps 2011. So it's a long time ago, 10 years ago. And I mean, things have changed. The cloud is now here. Well, now. Mm. <laughs> well. <laughs> so this is a huge thing and it's really good and it's not really part of this but this summer it went ga that means we have support for it and we can use it in production and like so i'm happy for that so i will add or we will add all of the links to things here to the show notes of course so you can find it and go play with it all right then that's my number one okay my, I see you like have a list in order. I just have stuff. Okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> this one is culling together probably 20 or 30 different items that show up in both the Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform release ways. And that is all of the enhanced collaboration with Microsoft Teams in everything, especially in Power Apps the Dynamics 365 for Sales Hub and the Dynamics 365 for Customer Service Hub. Oh my goodness, it's so exciting to me to see all of the updates that they have. I've been playing around with the new team chat, which rolled out in preview right now 
in release wave one. I think it's such a cool new feature. I have rolled it out to customers. I use it myself internally in our Dynamics 365 system at Reenhanced. The ability to chat without leaving Dynamics and moving over to Teams has been really, really nice. Sadly, it's still in preview and it's not general availability yet. But one thing which I haven't liked is that I can't keep that team's chat within a record. I mean, it keeps a, a log of them, but now it's going to be in the timeline. Not only is it going to be in the timeline, but later on in release wave two, it's going to summarize what happened in that team's chat for you automatically. There's some cool things coming out, but I can't wait to see it all. All right, so it's using that conversational AI that we mm -hmm. had with like the the chat or the, the calls, right? Exactly. So summarize that. Oh, that's really neat. I haven't seen that. I've seen the sort of the collaboration where you have the, the teams on the sort of, okay, that's there then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sort of you can have the chatter and and I have as well the timeline thing. So I think that's really good. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice one. All right, then my number two then. So I'm sticking with a developer sort of focus here. And perhaps this is not really number two, but because it's related to my number one, I will have it it's sort of clumped together. So it's now you before we have CRUD, so it's create, update, delete. Now we're getting create multiple, update multiple, and upsert multiple as sort of um, mm. um, generic messages that you can send. So you don't have to wrap them in a batch before. So I've always used that one. So you can sort of make a little helper class to send things. And now we don't have to do that. So it's, it's neat. It's not overly good yeah. but it's it's a good thing making sure that we have everything for the developers here so it's easy to make the right thing making the platform go fast yeah right nice so that's my number two okay i'm gonna give you a little nugget that personally is making me excited but it's such a tiny little update if you have been using microsoft crm old CRM, there used to be an ability to email a link and in the ribbon, you could click a button and then email a link, or I'm sorry, copy a link, copy a link. That was taken away in Dynamics 365. I don't know why. And we've been using email a link instead, which then pops open your email client. And if all you want is dang link, you have to copy it from that email and then paste it wherever you need to use it. So they're bringing back the, the copy link button in all model-driven apps. So Tiny little thing makes me happy because I missed it. <laughs> miss this as well, because sometimes you're just chatting with some and you don't have opted in for this Teams chat mm -hmm. yet and you just want to send something to someone. Yeah, have you looked at this opportunity yet? This, well, then you have to, oh, come on. It's just, yeah. it's just, you know, when we're trying to optimize system, power platform or dynamics for a user, one of the things we want to do is minimize clicks, right? Except for yeah. the system admin. Nobody cares about the system admin. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> well, well, we do, right? Heidi, we care. But, we uh, care. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. My number three. 
conditional execution for plugins. So this is a little bit thing where sort of we can, before we can filter, okay, I want updates on say account, but I want update only when this column change. But now we can filter to say, okay, I just want update when if the, the record goes active. So I don't have to filter on status or status recent, but I can say even which value. So I don't have to do this. Okay. Dynamics is calling me just so I can check the value. No, it's not my turn. So now mm. even performance, they don't have to call us. We don't have to do multiple checks. So it's all of this to get this sort of efficiency of the system bits and bits better. So yeah, that's my number three. Sounds like it's a good update. A, yeah, it's a good update. It's sort of a little bit too late though for me personally, because we're already trying to move things out of the sort of system to make it so, well, perhaps we can go to Power Automate, like, well, everything automate, right? Uh, yeah. Perhaps we can go to, go to Azure to do things so we don't clunk the dynamics only system but sometimes we want to make sure that well the data is in right order we can't really do it with some other value evaluation then we go for plugins and this helps them so, now, mm -hmm. so still good things all right That's good things um so i'm gonna move back over to dynamics 365 that's my love and the sales app has a new out-of-the-box dashboard that's going to show up. It reminds me a lot of the deal manager dashboard that showed up in preview. I don't think deal manager's general availability up, but I might be wrong. But this one's called the seller dashboard. So instead of having like that view for a sales manager to dive in, this one is more focused to you as the seller. There's a terrible screenshot in the release notes. Um, it's like squished and condensed and it looks really awful, but I really like the metrics that are in here and it looks power BI ish. I don't know if it is power BI, but it's listed in the dynamics for sales app. So it should be available to you public preview in October. And I think this one rolls out general availability in December. I think we're using the sales dashboard. So I hope, or the deal, the sales, the deal. Oh, well. Yeah. The deal manager is uh, yeah. so cool. Yeah, so so I think we're using the, the other one. So this is definitely something that I'm going to uh, check in mm -hmm. because everything that can help get as many, many eyes as possible towards the deals, what's most important now, get all those overviews, that's, that's a good win for me as well. So uh, great fun. All right, my number four. Um, so again, I'm going back to plugins now. So a bit technical, but now we have the ability to add dependent assemblies for those plugins. So before we had to sort of merge assemblies or sort of things that we want to have common, now we can package them in NuGet package them or in NuGet packages and deploy them to the platform itself so we can rely on them. So if we have multiple plugins, you don't have to sort of squish it in one squish it in all of them. Now we can just have one and then update that when you need it to. So it's easier again, doing these development things. So you can have a common library for things that are yeah common in the plugins. So it's again, neat things. Mm -hmm. I, I like how we're coming from like really different ways of viewing this release wave notes. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've focused on 
uh, a little bit more technical things, but I'm sorry I'm out of that now. So I've had other things stacked up for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder when we're going to find one that we both have on our list. My next one. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm all right, my next one I'm going to talk about is from Dynamics 365 customer service app, and that is swarming. Have you heard about swarming yet on cases? No. All right. What's swarming Public term? Swarming helps customer service agents to find the right coworkers from any department in your organization that have the right skills to help quickly resolve really complex customer issues. So it's leveraging a lot of the AI type stuff that's already in the app today, but it's going to alert you who you can talk to within the organization, even if they're outside of customer service, who has knowledge about certain subjects that are involved in that case. Sounds like hmm. magic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like magic. I, I would, yeah, that's it comes really with interesting. The, yeah, if you look at the release wave notes, it falls under the Teams integration heading. So it's tied to Teams too. Okay, so perhaps looking at the team's history chat and see who talked yeah. about that sort of topic then. Uh -oh, I don't know. I can't it... wait to learn more and play around with this. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's really interesting. So so more of these sort of AIs where we can gather data from things that outside of the system so we bring in information that's not mm -hmm. someone's that actually typed in on the keyboard. Really good. I like that. We're not depending on people actually entering all the data that's needed because, yeah, well, that's get tiresome. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. So my next number five, I promise you, it's the common thing. Though so that's the power FX to business rules. We can add that business rules and the calculated columns. So that's actually a column new now that you said. I've been wanting to do this because I feel that the business rule have always been lacking. So I tend to do it some other way and it's more developer intensive. So I don't really mm -hmm. do, like doing scripts for these kind of things because then, well, if you want to do it in the editable grid, then you have to add it again. And if you're doing mm -hmm. it from some other way, you have to add it there. And it's really tedious and you have to always keep that in mind. But business rules, you can just apply it to the entity and you're done. Then it's yeah. the platform's reason. So I really like this and I hope that it's going to be really good once it comes. So I haven't tested it yet, but I'm looking forward to this one. That is our crossover. I was just talking yeah. with Kylie Kaiser about this recently on a little YouTube series we do called Power Tips. And we were diving into that exact thing. And we ended up having more questions than we get answered in the release notes. They're very vague of what's coming. We're very hopeful. We both got excited too, because there are many times that one scenario we talked about a lot was the desire to query um, a table one away from what your business rule is on and how you can't do that today. So what if we can do that now? This would be exciting. You, know, you have this settings table over there and you just want to make sure that is it over or under that value? Well, right? yeah, I hope, I, I hope that it's <laughs> going really good, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, let's see. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about, too. Um, yeah. So the other one I wanted to mention, it kind of goes along with teams and collaboration. But this is the first time I've noticed in the Dynamics 365 release notes that there are some 
outlook enhancements. I mean, everything's teams first lately, but I saw some outlook things and it almost feels like we're starting to blur the lines of where you're working in outlook or dynamics. It just, wherever you happen to be and the data shows up, you can make some changes. So the two things that I noticed in the release notes about email was the ability to use the at symbol and then start typing something in that's, uh, I don't know, like the name of a company that's in your Dataverse system in Dynamics. And then it will tag that record in Outlook. And it won't just link to that record. It gives you a preview card. So you'll be able to see it in line. So that was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah. I said two things. What was the second thing? Oh, that's all within the model-driven app, though. So if you want that to work, it sounds like we're going to need to make some updates to your Dynamics 365 app for Outlook. And if you're not using that today, there is more reason to start using it. Yeah. So that's that model-driven app that you then deploy to Outlook, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's like the lightweight Outlook connection in Dynamics. It used to be yeah. that really clunky Outlook plugin that would crash everybody's Outlook. Yeah, this is yeah we're happy that's gone actually but yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was rough yeah I, I still miss one scenario though that we we built specifically for one customer that then sort of lost that uh, and that was the offline capability that that one comes custom relied heavily mm -hmm. because there are certain um, parts in europe I won't mention the name, but Germany, that can be pretty spotty with internet. <laughs> um, at least 10 years ago when we built this, it was really poor. Uh, so then offline capability was really a thing for them. So they relied heavily on that sort of, okay, let's go offline. Let's bring all the data. We can show up to the customer and they can point and click and say, okay, I want this, I want this, I want that. Mm -hmm. And then they took notes, go back to the office where they have internet connection again. And that was great. But, well, what do you do? It's still better this way. It's still better <laughs> this way. Yeah. All right. My number six then. It's the new grid control. It comes with grouping, aggregation, mm -hmm. nested views. So this is really something that I've been looking forward to. So you, you know that you can expand it and have more things. But now it comes with grouping and aggregation that's been really missing. But because you ha have had um, sort of in Excel where you can just, okay, I want this one or sort of, yeah, grouping. Yes. So mm -hmm. this, this is a really good one for me. And it comes with infinite scrolling. So you can just sit there and sort of get lost in your in Facebook. No, I mean your, your <laughs> <laughs> opportunity list, right? Yeah, yeah, I like the infinite scrolling. It always bothered me doing things 250 at a time. It was annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we always max that out, but it's never enough, right? So yep. hopefully, hopefully this is uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, Heidi. Um, I was reading about one that's on the Dataverse side, and it sounds cool, but I don't really understand all of it fully. It's connect to external data from Dataverse. So you've always been able to do that with virtual tables. But what the release notes are telling me is that this will make it much simpler to add a table in Dataverse that will surface external data. And all it says, though, is that you uh, 
leverage with simple connections to the external data. So I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I have this as my number seven then. So let's explore this <laughs> together. So I read it like they're making a huge effort to make virtual tables a lot easier to set up. Mm -hmm. So that was, I read this one. So I added free links to the update to virtual tables. All right, so it looked in the screenshots as the sort of the process of setting this up in much less developer intensive. And then they, let's see, added what kind of things you can add. And I think they added Excel there as well. So let's see, Excel workbook, OneDrive oh, wow. or SQL server in Azure. Excel as a virtual table. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> So think about that. I mean, people are constantly, well, we're always migrating from Excel to to Dataverse. And mm -hmm. hopefully this gets that a lot easier because then people can actually have their Excel still and we can still have Dataverse. And hopefully we can make uh, make that a lot easier. I haven't tested it out because public previews in October, but mm. hopefully it's a lot easier. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and then may I add then that they've enabled or are going to enable that we can have virtual tables from other dynamic systems because that's been off limits hmm. for a long time. Wow. So we, I have several um, enterprise scenarios where this this has been a thing where we sort of had had problems putting this together. So you have several um, dynamics, but you don't want to have the rules separate for them. But then you still have the account table that are sort of common, that you want to have common, but you have different opportunities over there and different opportunities over there, and they don't want to collaborate on those. Right. And they want to have different columns and business process flows and whatever. And now you can actually sort of, I know, I'm not sure if account is a valid one, but you can have tables like, okay, we want that table in the dynamics over there and just hmm. read it from that other dynamics. So it's that's interesting for that scenarios. Huh. So yeah, I guess it's, me, it's uh, eliminating the, yeah. the need for like a data warehouse, maybe to bring it all together. Yeah. Otherwise, we've used the data expert services to get it to the Azure SQL to then get it into other ways. It's pretty developer intensive and we made it easier, <laughs> but now we don't have to. Now we can just hopefully use this one instead and click, click, click. It's done. Let's pray for that, but let's see what it is first. When we say it is actually that easy. Yes, yeah. yes. And a note that any dates we might mention here are subject to change because they often do in these release notes. <laughs> yeah, and it's public preview in October. Let's see how it turns out that. It is currently now says general availability of January, but mm -hmm. it's far from now to January. So... It might come sooner, probably not, might be delayed, hopefully not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So may I continue then on the Absolutely. virtual table stuff? Because then I found that it, they're adding 
non-tabular data as well because we have document we we've had Azure SQL like dynamics is based on where you have these columns you have tables mm -hmm. but then you have document stores as well for the sort of um let's see here Azure Data Lake Cosmos DB and blob storage and we've had blob storage as a connector for the virtual tables but now they're adding other stuff as i mentioned uh, to make it easier to map those into dynamics and then read them from there so yeah this is again making the e easier to bring in data to dataverse to relate to that to work with all kind of things so this is I've said it before that virtual tables are underused. Hopefully now <laughs> in some time I can actually be right about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> time will yeah. tell. But they are making yeah. them more accessible this way. So yeah. One would think they would be more well used. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of my stuff now. So I'm actually out of my important stuff, but I, I have bonuses. Do you want to continue? <laughs> I've got another one for the system admins out there, and yeah. it's around model-driven apps. And if you've configured model-driven apps and built maybe a custom table, even the tables that come with whatever model-driven app you're building, and you add the activities to go into that, your timeline will default to adding every activity type that is possible in the history of Dataverse, which is irritating, right? One of the first things I'll do as a system admin or as somebody who's building out a system, I'll open that up and then I will take away the activities that don't make sense. Well, this release wave is giving you an update where you're only going to see relevant activities in your dropdown. So no more will you have to remember to go to each table and uncheck the boxes of the activity types you don't want. It will by default give you anything that should be there just based on what's turned on and connected. So that's a fun little tidbit for model-driven apps. Yeah, and it's pretty recent that they added the ability to, to remove activities yep. from, from the apps because before mm -hmm. we had to had to do it with um, other ways like security roles and then you had like well we have activity we don't really have yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> it's really good one to not have like well do you want to create a, a quick i don't know campaign response and they're like no no don't ever <laughs> go there so <laughs> yes it's a good thing all right then. So then I have more of a question for you than the release notes. So I'm not sure if this is legitimate for this one, but let's try it out. So okay. Viva Sales. Have you heard about it? Viva Sales. Yeah, I have. I've seen it in a lot of things and I have not done a terrible amount of digging into what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty interested in what this is about. So I've not done a whole lot of research. That's why I wanted to ask you about it. So what it is, but let's pause that and, and see if we can find more info about it and see how it relates to dynamics or dataverse sales, uh, mm -hmm. any of the sales enterprise or, or professional or, yeah, because it's looks interesting, but I'm not really sure how it works now. Right. Neither am I. I'm still trying to 
get my head around Power Pages as the newest child of the Power Platform. Haven't even spun yeah. up a demo on that yet. I've just read about it and checked out like what's coming. What's your take on it? Is it my my take when it was released was like, well, it's pretty much Power as Portal, but now you can buy it separately from all the other apps. Well, Is it more to it. Yeah, I think they are just like some of the other things we've talked about today, appealing to more of a citizen developer. You don't need to know Liquid to make Power Pages portals. I can just choose a template and then boom, I have a template of a portal and I can click and drag things on Canvas. I am certain you can't build an entire portal that way and you still need to know Liquid and you still need a developer skill set but they are at least bridging the gap where you can get started without having to know code at all, like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried portals before and they've had a templates there, but perhaps they've improved them. Um, it's, I mean, the customer, um, customer relationship, no, customer service template, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the community template, the yeah, they've had template for you to serve up. Okay, now you get knowledge base published from the Dataverse side into your uh, portals. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps they're making it a lot easier. And that's always a win for me. The less we need developer, the more things we can, the more value we can bring because developers are expensive and they work pretty slowly. So, yeah. Sorry, developers who are tuning in. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Because this way, developers get to focus on less repetitive tasks. Yeah, the fun things, right? You get to build all the fancy things and let us silly little citizen developers take over the boring things. Well, it's not silly and it's boring. It's still important. I, I don't want to like de-emphasize any of the roles here. Uh, <laughs> it's just that when developers sort of do the same thing over and over again, well, people get mm-hmm. bored, right? Sure. So um, as long as we can make that easier and more people can access that, perhaps we can educate partners, can educate customers to do most of the things then it's mm-hmm. easier to get started than we fall in. And the market for both Power Pages and all of the Dataverse gets bigger. So then that probably <laughs> in the end, hopefully, developers get more to do, but it's more exciting for more challenging and sure. they get to learn the liquid stuff instead. So Absolutely. it's still a win for me. It's now, still a win one, for me. Now, since we're on Power Pages, something I haven't found anywhere is the pricing of these. Or the licensing. Have you seen any information at all? That might be the other big differentiator between Power Pages and Power Apps Portals. Yeah, but Power Apps Portal didn't have a license before either, right? So you either bought it by something else. You would buy it in terms of page views, right? So you'd have, there's a price for the number of users or what is it? A user could log in for 24 hours, right? And then that would be one login session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you had like a base depending on, and then you can buy add-ons. Perhaps you could buy it separately, but I didn't. Yeah, perhaps I'm wrong that you could buy it separately before. I'm not a licensing expert, as is clearly evidenced by this conversation. And I 
<laughs> and I haven't either seen <laughs> uh, what it's costing. So we will have to call up uh, Nick Dolman for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, those were the big things that I had on my list. I know the release waves are like hundreds of pages long, but those are the things I was the most excited about. <laughs> Me too. And and just for anything listening, we, I haven't looked at the finance and operations part. So all of that, if you're interested Agreed. in, I don't know, those kinds of applications, I haven't looked at that uh, at all. But then I can add one that I read about that didn't get it to the list. And that was um, that you can have more um, approvals. So you can have what is uh, what, what was it? Conditional approvals or multiple approvers, one out of the other. So hmm. that was interesting. So that was an update to Power Automate, of course. Nice. Yeah. So there are a lot there of things were... coming. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. There were a lot of items in the release notes about the desktop flows, but that is not really my comfort zone and realm. But I know my husband is like nerding out over them and he's already gone in and like made some really cool remote desktop flows and screen shares and shows me all the neat things it does. It's incredible, but I can't build those myself. <laughs> well, let's go to the end here then and call out, of course, the docs. So there's mm -hmm two places right so it's both the power platform and the dynamic side and dynamic side is a lot longer but it's built on the power platform side so everything in the power platform sort of shows up in dynamics as well all right then that's the show lots of exciting news and hopefully <laughs> to the listeners bullhorn.fm goes well um <laughs> next time we will make sure that we uh, publish this uh, ahead of time so perhaps on twitter so uh, people can go listen live ask questions and uh, see how we actually do this thing we call cm rocks i love it and then just like the power platform and microsoft dynamics 365 release notes that are enhancing collaboration so is crm rocks <laughs> so if People want to find us, Heidi. Where can they find us? Oh, come check us out on all of the social channels. There's a Facebook page, LinkedIn page. You can hashtag tweet us with CRM Rocks and our YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube channel. I am a little behind on the video posting. I apologize, but that will get much better with Bullhorn. Cross our fingers. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. So thanks to your listening. See you next time on CM Rocks.